This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. It's time for a community interview on NPR. All right, this morning I am joined by Christian Hogue from Lost in Light Studios. Good morning, Christian. How's it going? Good, Hugh. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me here. Oh, my pleasure. And uh, and thanks for, for bringing show and tell things. Unfortunately, I, I can't show that to people who are listening on, on the radio or on the podcast, but um, you actually brought in a, a photograph, which I suppose leads into the thing that we're talking about, which is that there's a wet plate photography photograph uh, workshop coming up on the 3rd of April that you're running. That's right. So I guess, I mean, the first question – uh, obviously, is is what is a wet plate for people who are not familiar with that term? Yeah, a good good question. Um, a lot of people are asking, and um, it's actually one of the very first commercial uh, mass produced or mass use um, photographic techniques invented in 1851, way back, and it was in use for about 20 years, depending where you were in the world. So, it would have been in use in New Zealand at the time. So, your great 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 great. Granddad might have been um, shot with this, um, and it's called wet plate uh, because of the chemistry. Um, and the, the plate back in those days would be glass plate. Uh, in, in in modern times, I'm using a black acrylic, which is safer um, to use, and it also um, creates a positive. The the, uh, the old glass ones tended to be negatives, um, and to get a positive, you'd have to shoot on tin. So it's often called tin type. Um, and it's called wet plate because you actually pour the chemistry onto the glass, um, dunk it into a bath of silver solution, and that sensitizes the, the plate. And then um, while it's still moist, you take it over to the camera, expose it for about 10 to 16 seconds in natural light because it's quite old chem. It's old recipe. It's not very sensitive. It's ISO under one compared to modern cameras that are like, you know, 3200 quite happily. Um, and then once exposed, you go straight and develop it still again while it's moist. And you have the world's first instant photograph in about seven, eight minutes. So it's like a, a very slow Polaroid. <laughs> it's a very slow Polaroid. Yeah, Polaroids are about a minute and a half, 90, 90 seconds here. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's in there. It's about four times slower than a Polaroid. So you actually sent me through a, like a demo video that you made to kind of show off the process. And the, the obvious thing about it is that if people are familiar with like uh, comics that are set in – in that kind of 20s, 30s time period, I'm thinking of like Tintin and things like that. Yes. Um, or, or movies that are set in that time period. What, you're, what you think about as a camera from then, like that enormous yes. accordion-looking box, that's, that's the kind of camera you use with it. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, uh, mine's only a four by five inch one, so it's 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 the smallest of the large format cameras. And um, also, luckily for my back, it's a carbon fiber one made in the nineties by by Japanese company Toyo, and they've been making them since way back, you know. Um, and so I've got a carbon fiber tripod, so I travel the world with that. And uh, the chemistry is tricky; it's slightly fa- flammable, um, and um, uh, they don't let you on planes with that. So um, very kindly, the Palmy um, Creative Community Scheme is funded the chemistry and the workshops, so it's uh, supported. So it's a, it's a, it's just just for Koha, and it's a great opportunity for for Palmy people to see this. Normally, you'd have to travel down to the Waira Rapper or up to Auckland, for instance, to get your hands on this sort of technology. Uh, luckily, I'm here as a COVID refugee for the duration. So, I mean, that was going to be my next question, actually. I mean, you, you say this is this is technology from the, the 1920s. How, how common is it? How many people are still doing wet plate photography in this day and age? Um, it's... It's a niche market. I mean, I, I think uh, in New Zealand, there's like uh, there were two people doing it. Um, now there's maybe three. Uh, I think um, some people up in Auckland are starting to do it as well. They're they're, they're great. Um, I think it's the black and white box up there. Um, I send a lot of my uh, regular film up there to be developed and scanned because I'm a bit lazy. <laughs> Don't like hairs all over my negatives. They do an awesome job. But the the wet plate is um, part of this whole. Uh, rebellion against digital life, you know, um, and a lot of young people are really interested in it because, you know, they've been brought up with computers and everything's digital. And, um, you know, uh, I, I'm obviously not quite old enough to remember that first time came through in the 1850s. Uh, this could t- turn into an interview with the vampire sort of situation. But, um, uh, a lot of people are going back to this slow life. So there's a whole slow food photog- uh, uh, philosophy. There's a whole uh, mindfulness thing coming back. And as part of that uh, re-emergence of the interest in the analog, not just um, um, older 35 mil film cameras, which is, you know, the students out at the IPU, for instance, Asia, young Asian kids are really into this stuff. Um, people are turning back into this old technique as well. It's even slower, as you can see, than, you know, just putting a roll of film through an old camera, um, which, which has its own joys. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing about the, the wet plate photography is because it is an, an instant for a given value of instant, um, photography technology, you do get to be the person who, who's there for the development process and gets to see the the image develop in real time which I, so I'm old enough that when I was a kid I had a, a film snapshot you know one of those those uh, El Cheapo cameras where you couldn't focus you you just you got one thing and you pushed the button but it went on on film and so you would shoot you know a roll of film and then you would send it away and see what you got but you know seeing the the image kind of come out of nothing like that is sort of magic that is the magical moment. It's a very magical, alchemical sort of thing. This is very early photographic process. Um, you know, we're just discovering science back in those days. And, you know, what, what reacts to light? What can we use? So people were using cyanotypes. They were using, um, which was a, an iron-based, a ferric-based compound. Um, and then we discovered silver was much better. And um, this is the first widespread silver process. So you and, and, and it's handmade. You take your bit of glass, you coat it with the collodion, 
Iron, which is a very interesting material they used to use during the American Civil War um, in their um, uh, uh, field hospitals to seal wounds. Um, it, 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 it dries into a flexible membrane. So you coat your glass plate with that. That's been um, uh, embedded with um, – uh, um, chemical salts that when you then place that into a silver bath, a silver solution, they combine in there and become uh, light sensitive. So from there you put it in a little plate holder, take it your camera, expose that for 10 seconds and then back and develop it. And the magic moment happens in the final stage in the fixed solution, um, which um, takes about uh, seven or eight seconds to actually slowly change from possibly um, a negative image that, that you see uh, into the p- final positive. And everybody goes, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so if people have been listening to this and they think, you know, gosh, I want to I want to come and check this out. What what's the story? Where, where are you at? Where should people come? You said it's it's for Koha. So it's not Hugely expensive. Um, what's what's yes, the story? Yes, this this this, um, this um, initial works wor- workshop or kind of basically an introduction to wet plate, where you will get to make your own wet plate. You'll pair up. There will be maybe six to eight people in in the workshop, um, and um, you will learn to make the plate, make the plate, and shoot your partner in that in that workshop. Um, and then you you will swap your, your roles, and everybody will be able to take a plate away of themselves from that. Um, and that that will happen at four oh nine uh, venue four oh nine, which is the old church opposite the new police station. And um, again, it's been uh, supported by Pami um, uh, Creative Communities um, scheme. Um, uh, very thankful for their support to let me bring this technology because it's 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 you know it's. It's chemistry. You know, I used to enjoy the chemistry lab, the smell of ether and all that sort of stuff. And um, uh, it's, it's, it's quite tricky to set up in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the reasons that, that these kind of approaches fell out of favour is it's, it's difficult and dangerous to cart large quantities of, of primitive photographic chemicals around. They can be um, tricksy stuff to handle. Um, this one, I'm using um, low toxic more modern formulas, um, so I'm avoiding cadmium, for instance, which was quite often used in in, in the first um, 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 recipes formulas. Um, so it's it's pretty low toxicity. The only thing slightly tricky is a silver solution. You don't you don't want to get that splashed in your eye or anything. Um, but you know it's pretty safe. Everybody will have PPE that I'll supply, and um, yeah, the, the the odds of something happening, uh, you know, probably. Probably um, safer doing that than crossing the road. Somebody tried to run me over going <laughs> as I was walking here, <laughs> you know, coming out of a driveway. It's like, no, pedestrians have the right of way. <laughs> now, uh, aside from this particular workshop, you have uh, a photographic studio in, in Venue 409, the Lost in Light studio, and you're a sort of photographer at large some of the time as well. If people want to see your work and keep track of what you're up to and maybe you ask you to come and take photographs of things – um, where do they find you? How do they go about doing that? Uh, well, um, New Zealand's very much on Facebook. So there's the Lost in Light Studio Facebook page where the workshops as an event are. You can sign up there. There's also some um, um, uh, for for this month in April some uh, subsidised one-on-one portrait sessions where I'll just take your portrait as a wet plate and you'll get to see the the the, the process rather than having to do it yourself if if that's what you prefer. Um, 
And I also have a Christian Hogue photography Facebook page, which is more general stuff. Um, I shoot events. I shoot food and beverage and hotel interiors and things like that. I've worked for various um, in-flight magazines in Southeast Asia, um, Philippine Airways, Hong Kong, Singapore Airways, that sort of stuff. So you can see my work up there. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Christian. Thanks for the plug. Good to see you. You've been listening to another community interview on NPR, also available on demand at npr.nz. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.